Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth. influence of music over blacks or black people. Does music have an influence over black people? Can it influence you to do good or to do evil? Is today's music sending a godly message or a hidden satanic message to sin and break God's commandments? So this is what we're talking about today. I'd like to welcome you to another edition of uh, Kings and Priests. I'm your brother Godawan here in London in the United Kingdom. It's after 2 o'clock here. I know it's 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. We also have another brother who's joining us. We have the brother Ibaja who does a show for the Body of Christ Radio Network on Friday nights. Repentance is the key. Um, brother Ibaja, you want to say a few words? This is really going to be like a taster show for some shows that we're going to do more in depth going into the music industry, Hollywood, so forth and so on. And it really the, the satanic nature and the satanic influence um, over 
Hollywood on another show where we we especially specialize in you know demonology, witchcraft, and the occult and exposing it and bringing it out and showing the evils of it. And that show comes on on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Um, from darkness to light. We have the brother Akurai, who was an ex-warlock into Satanism, you know, whatever satanic powers or whatever, you know, the brother was into it and he repented of it and he came into church and now he's uh, instrumental in exposing the different um, satanic influences and making those connections where no one else can see those connections, you know, in the background, you know, they're very subtle because Satan is very subtle in the things that he does. And that's, you know, we, we, it's, we said blacks or black people, but this music has an influence over all people, but there's certain music that is targeted to specifically to our people. Would you agree with that, Abadja? Oh, yeah. You know, um, it influenced our people to to be murderers, to um, incite gang violence. It's suggestive. People say, oh, it's just music. Is it? Is it just music? You know, I want to start with this uh, scripture. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter and the fifth verse. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 5 mm. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise Than for a man to hear the song of fools mm. So it's better to hear the rebuke of the wise Than to hear the song of fools So who is wise? And what makes us wise? First and, and, and foremost Let's go to Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter, the fifth verse. So it says, better to hear the rebuke. Rebuke means sharp correction. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise. So who's wise? Because many people in this world that claim to be wise or to have wisdom, you should follow them from politicians to ministers, pastors. But the scripture says, let's hear the rebuke of the wise. So the Bible must tell us who is wise. So, read that. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so so in the land whither ye go to possess it. Mm -hmm. So, I have therefore, keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. So if you're doing according to the the statutes and the commandments that was given unto Moses, then everyone, all the nations on the earth will see that you have wisdom. And this was this was spoken to the Israelites, that this would be their wisdom and understanding. Not Hare Krishna or Buddhism or Islam, the laws, the statutes, the commandments that the Heavenly Father gave unto Moses, who were given to the Israelites. This is the wisdom and understanding that what the Scriptures is talking about. Now, let's let's jump to the New Testament and see if, if Christ is um, changing things as he's flipping the script. Go to um, Matthew 7 and 24. All right. 
Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Mm-hmm. And it reads, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which buildeth his house upon a rock. So Christ said, Whosoever heareth these sayings of his and doeth them, he will liken them unto what? A wise man which built his house upon a rock. Now, hold that, and I want you to go to John 14 and 15. Let's, let's hear some of the, the, the sayings that Christ was saying. St. John, chapter 14, verse 15. Mm-hmm. If you love me, keep my commandments. So Christ said, if you love him, to keep his commandments. So is Christ teaching anything different from Moses? Nope. Okay. Let's go to uh, Mark 7 and 12. Mark chapter 7 verse 12 Mm -hmm. Okay And if you suffer him no more To do aught for his father or his mother Making the word of God Of none effect Through your tradition Which ye have delivered And many such things Like things do ye You reading? Hold on a second Go back to um go back to what I had you hold. Okay, back in uh Josh? Yeah, I'll find the scripture in a second. All right. Yeah, we were back at John fourteen and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Read that. Well, but this is the Lord speaking, he says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. So Christ was teaching the commandments. Now, go to Matthew's, this is what I want. Matthew's 22 and 37. And try to show the connection that Christ taught the commandments. This is the wisdom. This is what makes us wise. You're not wise unless you're doing the commandments of the Most High. So read that. Okay. You want me to start at 36 where you ask the question? I just sure. Straight to the... All right. This is Matthew 22, 36. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Mm-hmm. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. This, this is the first great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, based upon those two commandments, you can find it's a summary of all the commandments. Because it doesn't mean, okay, there's only two commandments we've got to keep now. No, it said on these two commandments hang all the law. Because a lot of people get that 
twisted and confused that he said only do two commandments. No. On these two commandments hang all the laws. Just like um, if you love the Most High, will you have other gods before you? No. If you love the Most High, will you take the name of the Lord in vain? No. If you love the Most High, will you remember the Sabbath day? Yes, you will remember the Sabbath day. You won't break the Sabbath day. Um, so forth and so on. And then love thy neighbor goes into the other six commandments where you're not going to commit adultery on your neighbor. You're not going to steal from your neighbor. You're not going to bear false witness on your neighbor. You're not going to murder your neighbor. You're not going to covet anything uh, that is your neighbor. You're not going to bear false witness on your neighbor. And so and from those ten commandments or subdivisions of statutes and laws that go along with that. So going back to Matthew 7 and 24, Christ said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. So someone that doesn't steal, doesn't murder, doesn't cover, doesn't bear false witness, isn't going into idolatry and worshiping false God. That's a wise person. Because the scriptures tell you, if you just want to deal with idolatry, many people have um, idols in their home during the period of December and think that that has a connection with Christ. See, that's not wisdom. Because it will tell you in the very same Bible that they claim is about Christ. They claim that Christmas is about Christ when you go to Jeremiah 10 and tells you not to do that practice. So if we listen to Christ, then we'll, we won't be caught up into the different satanic things that's going on in this world. Read verse 25 in Matthew 7. And then I want right. to start touching on some of the, the satanic influences and in making those Connections, you know, one of the brothers says, you know, this is from darkness to light, the light version. And I take pride in that and setting up things for darkness like the full version, which is much, much more scarier and, and going deep into the satanic that scared the hell out of you, you know. But uh, go ahead. Go ahead. When I say scared the hell out of you, I mean it's not uh, uh, creepy and scary. It's it's, it's scary to know that you're doing things that are so over-the-top satanic and you have no idea that it was satanic, it was Satanism. But that's how Satan works. He's very subtle. You're doing things and you're caught up into satanic practices and you don't even know it. And see, the, the satanic agenda is to bring it out so you do know it. And so you do openly accept and bow down to Satan, because a lot of people, they're doing it, and they don't even know. They're being deceived by Satan. So read that, verse 25. Uh, it's, it's important. In Matthew chapter 7, mm. and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. So no matter what trials, tribulations, uh, doctrines, or whatever comes, as long as you stand in the commandments of Christ and what he says, it doesn't matter what comes your way. You're going to be able to stand. You're not going to fall. Now, read 26, because it goes right along what we were saying in Ecclesiastes 7 and 5. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which builds his house upon the sand. Remember in Ecclesiastes 7 and 5, it says it's better to hear the rebuke of the wise than the song of fools. Remember that? Mm -hmm. So if we listen to Christ, if we accept Christ's rebuke, 
because Christ is rebuked. You think people think that when Christ walked the earth, you know, he was handing out all day suckers and he was going around singing Harry Krishna and just dancing. He was telling people off. He was telling people to stop committing sins. He was telling he was bringing out their secret sins where they had no cloak for this and they couldn't hide it anymore. So that's why he would go certain places, and they wanted to kill him. And, look, get out of our town. We're going to throw you off this cliff. I guess people, Christians, have never read that. So, but a lot of these songs are foolish as hell. They're foolish. They're telling you to commit fornication. They're telling you to, to hate your brother, to kill you. The one we were just listening to from DMX, you know, talking about him and his crew, and don't be a snitch, how he got, he got weight, how he's going to sell drugs, and all this kind of foolishness and madness. And even to this day where people are openly telling you that they're selling their soul to Satan, that they're demonically possessed and their influence and they're singing about all these different things, whether it be homosexuality, whether it be murder, whether it be fornication, whether it be adultery. They're not singing songs about the most high. They're not singing about positivity. They're singing about things that are negative and openly satanic. So... Christ said, everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, which the scriptures, the Bible, the commandment, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. Because what's going to happen to the house? Read verse 27. And the rain descended. Hold on a second. <clears throat> and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Because a lot of a lot of I did a I did a show uh a while back. Uh rappers are the new preachers. <laughs> Remember that show, Abadja? That was going way back. Yeah, well basically, you know, this is where young people, not only young people, old people too, are taking their cues from. I remember back in the day they you know, they was calling Tupac's a prophet. And we did the show about where Tupac was bringing out about the 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 thugs and the thuggy and where that came from. That's that's going into Eastern mysticism and the worship of other gods, the thuggy cult that worshiped Kali and did blood sacrifice through strangulation. They would go and rob people and then strangle them as an honor to Kali, their god. So you still want to call yourself a thug? But these do these things have an uh, influence on our people? Are our people calling themselves thugs today? Of course. Yeah. So if you follow those things, then you're going to fall. And great of the fall, because what happens, uh, people listen to these rap music, and that becomes the influence on their life, and then what happens? They find themselves in jail, or they got shot in the behind, or they're dead. And before we carry on, we've got another brother that's uh, joining us, who's one of our, our camp leaders who goes out and he speaks on the street. In Atlanta, we have the brother Yuanathan. Yuanathan, you want to say a few words, bro? Uh, just uh, giving our praise to Heavenly Father. Good morning. Glad to be here. All right. Thank you for joining us. I see you becoming a regular on Saturday show. What's up? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> well, it's good. It's good to have you, bro. Good to have you on the show. Right. Yeah. So I would like to hear, you know, from anyone saying that, you know, this doesn't have anything or this doesn't have an influence on our people. But the first clip I want to play is um this is a this is a clip 
from a show we did on Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor going into the uh, 5% Nation. And basically, they're going into how they influence hip-hop. And the 5% Nation is going into what the black man is God. And that, I mean, how ridiculous is that? The black man is God. you God, but you still live in, a, in the ghetto? If you was God, you can make some stuff. You can make a planet. Like, yo, I'm out of here. Peace. I'm going to my planet I just created. I got some honeys up there. Wait. That's what they would want to do. Well, why can't you do it? Because you're powerless. And the scriptures tell you. The scriptures tell you. The scriptures, I've, I've, I've encountered uh, people with that doctrine. Yeah, we got, we got, we got. And I go right to the scripture in Psalms and say, yeah, you're gods, but you shall die like men. You don't have power without the Most High. You don't have no power without Christ. This is your wisdom and your understanding. So let's listen to this clip. Ingrained in the fabric of hip hop since the beginning, just back in the days of Cold Crush and Grandmaster Flash and all that, the gods were there. When they started rapping and getting popular in the pop, the gods used to be influential even with them in the early days. When you hear people saying peace in hip hop, that started from the gods. Word up. Uh, Drop that tire, so blow the spot up, you know, uh, as we say, I, he's got the bomb on him. He's got the bomb. He's got the bomb. He's got the bomb. He's got the bomb on him. You heard that, bomb? When you talk about chilling in the b-boy stance and all of this, still like this, a b-boy stance is actually the dog, comes from the dog standing in the truth of square, okay? Let me just demonstrate for you real quick. The truth of square is when you just stand with your feet at a 45 degree angle and you stand right on the left. The gods would be at the black party, standing in a truth of square, and then the 85s would see this and just think it's a cool way to stand. The world is the power. Have you not heard the two words in the Bible regarding the Uber? What? Word is the power. That's the question that we ask in our lesson. Word is power. So when we use the word, we say that one word can change the nation. How did that sound? Was that was that clear? It was a bit choppy. Um, it was a a bit choppy, but I caught some of it though. It was ebonic. That's why you couldn't hear. Oh, funny. No, it was um basically it was going in um the five percent nation who they believe that their God Allah means arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and you know growing up in 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 New York, being born in New York been in part of my uh, life in the South and part of my life um, coming back to New York, you know, I was exposed to all those different um, cultures and religion, was a nation of Islam, 5%. Actually, my brother was in the um, 5%, and um, he had a nickname. His name was Shaqim, and they used to call me Little Shaqim. And... Um, People used to ask me, well, why aren't you doing your lessons? You got to do your mathematics. You can't do poor. I'm like, what the hell is that? I don't know what this is about. <laughs> I'm dealing with the scriptures, dealing with the Bible. That's what I knew at the time. I didn't, I wasn't fully in the truth at that point. But I was like, you know, it was just something cool. It was something different. But these things do have an influence, and it had an influence. What they're saying, it had influence on the music. I remember this, saying those things because it was in, it was in rap music. You know, word up, word is born. You say all those things, you know, when I live in New York. Yeah, word, word. 
Word? Word money? And people still say those things. So do these things have an influence over our people? Of course they do. And you foolish to think that they don't. But the next clip I want to play is this is um this is a guy, his name is um John Todd. And he's an ex member of the Illuminati. If you don't know who the Illuminati is, then I just suggest you go on YouTube and, and type it in. But there's supposed to be a secret organization that's controlling and influenced the influence the world. So he's an ex Illuminati member, an ex witch who turned to Christianity and he's explaining how the music industry works. Because he used to be one of the people part and parcel who used to run the music industry. And um references to black people, listen closely to what he says. He's gonna name one of the music companies that's highly uh, uh, influential over uh, black people, especially in the past. So let's listen to this. I sent on a council of 13 people that take orders only from the Rothschild Tribunal in London, which they claim they take their orders directly from Lucifer. I was manager of Zodiac Productions, which Zodiac Productions names been changed since then. I'm not even sure what to call it now, but it's the largest music conglomerate in the world. It owns RCA Records, Columbia Records, Motown Records, owns almost all the concert booking agencies in the United States. And that's not even the, the name of the company that owns it. The name of the company that owns it is Brenner Enterprises. And Brenner Enterprises is owned by Chase Manhattan. Chase Manhattan is owned by Standard Oil, and Standard Oil is owned by the Lords of London. You can track all of that. You kind of get the idea after a while. But I was the managing president of Zodiac Productions. It's one of my jobs as being one of these 13 people. Now, I got to know many of the people who produce music and sing the music and play the music that you play. Now, one of the closest friends that I got during that time that I obtained was a man named David Crosby. Crosby still National Young. And I saw David the day before Christmas last year. Talked with him. I got him away from this witch that he had with him. He told her to go shopping. We were in West Hollywood and I was witnessing around some people I knew. We went off in the store and we started talking. I said, David, I'd like to ask you a couple questions. I said, I already know the answers, but I've been gone for five years. I'd like to know certain things are still the way they were when I left. I said, do they, now I'll explain some of this when I'm done, because you're not going to understand it all unless you know something about music. I said, do they still take the master to the temple room? David said, yeah. I said, do they still have the colon conjure demons into the master. He said, of course. I said, now, i got to know something. What's the main reason for rock music? He said, come on, Lance, you know what the reason is. I said, please, David. I don't want to guess. Tell me what the main reason is. He said, the same as when you were in, so that we can play spells on people that we couldn't cast spells upon. I'll explain what that means in a minute. I said, okay, one last thing. I've been hearing that you must be an initiated witch now to get a record contract. He said, that's right. He says, many of us that weren't total witches have to be witches now in order to produce music. Thank you. The master is a tape about as big as the top of this podium that looks like an overgrown 8-track that the album is cut on and is placed in a machine that produces and presses the records and the 8-tracks and cassettes that you buy. After it's been recorded, it's taken in. This is why a master's cut months in advance before it's released. On the full moon, it's taken in to a temple room about the size of this auditorium that is in every one of the major music companies. 
behind locked doors up in the executive office and placed on an altar sitting in the north of the room and a pentagram engraved in the floor. And 13 hand-chosen witches and wizards and a coven come in and conjure a principality or a power up, usually Regia or something like that, and order him to tell the demons under him to follow every record and every tape coming off of that master. If I tell many Christian parents, you can go home and count your kids' records, probably yours too, and count how many demons at least are there. That's too hard for you to believe? I'm sorry. That's why they do it. Now listen to me. This is why rock music predicting. Have you ever seen kids that got rid of their music? They go around like this. They can't wait to find a rock station somewhere and they sneak off. It's like getting a cigarette or a fix because it's addicting. That's why they can't give it up. The rest of the conversation was this. You can't cast a spell on a Christian, but you can get a Christian to cast a spell on himself. If you give the permission for the spell to work, being a Christian won't block it. And rock music is not just song. It is supernatural music that which is carefully designed by their spirit guides, the familiar spirits, in the form of spells. Now, although the devil's music's power is the music and God's music is the word, much of the songs are written in what we call witch language. Give you kind of an idea. You talk, on, many of you talk on a CD, unless you know what you, what a smoky is, and uh, a pin for, and uh, uh, a front door and back door and rocking chair and these type of things, you don't know what you're talking about. Same with witches. When you're in the first and second level, you have to learn over 2,000 words that said by anybody else means something totally different than when you say them. Elton John has said he's never written a song or sung a song that wasn't in which language. Now I'm going to show you something. See how many kids in here will be honest and adults. How many remember and have heard at least several times a song called Hotel California? Somebody tell me what it meant. Quickly, somebody tell me what it meant. Huh? That's pretty close. But from the words, what did it mean? Well, that's more of a guess. See, most people can't tell you. That's why when people do drugs and they listen to songs in which language, they get some of the meaning. But most of the time, they can't tell you. Stop and think how many songs are out there that you really like and you don't have any idea what the person was talking about. Beyond the Yellow Brick Road, how about The Destroyer by Kiss? Can anybody tell me what it's about? Kiss said in it, kids, tell your parents. They're talking about Helder Skelter. Beatles sung Helder Skelter in which language nobody knew what it meant. Manson did because he belonged to the process. Helder Skelter is a several, several thousand year old word. Most of the music is either about Helder Skelter or a place called the Nightwinds, which is what Hotel California is about, and different doctrines of witchcraft. You listen to them, your parents let you listen to them, and they have no idea. Kids openly bragged how they were gaining control of people through their music because the people played their music. They told how they didn't form their own group. Their church, because they were ordained ministers of the Satanist church, placed them together. And that's how most of the music is done. David Crosby, when him and Crosby still and young, produced the record Two Way Street. They ordered the Principality of Medici to order demons of rebellion to go into the record, and everybody that heard it would be rebellious against law and order and government. And it was one of the reasons for the great upheaval in the 60s was that one album. And they take open credit for it. Okay. So, listen, <laughs> that, was, that was a mouthful from um, John Todd. But um, he, he was speaking about how they cast spells on the music so that it would get a result, whether it was from rebellion, from 
from young people to rebel against uh, government and authority. And notice that he said one of the, the music companies was, which one was it? Were you listening? Motown. Motown. Yeah. So Motown. Motown is controlled by Satan. That's not a, that's not a, um, that's not hard for me to believe because what music do you hear that's promoting a godly message in the world? What music do you hear that's promoting a godly message? Well, honestly, uh, it's hard for you even to say any. Yeah. You know? Even the ones that claim gospel stuff, they, they oh. if you look at their actions, they are, they're, they're wicked as can be as well. Mm. Mm. It's the God in me. Okay. That's crazy. So we're gonna take a we're gonna take a a, a short break and um, come back. But I want to play I want to play this uh, clip of the Ten Commandments before we go to break. Let's try to put some we're gonna we're gonna put some uh, positivity with the music, the commandments with music. So let's listen to this, and we're gonna have a short break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. From the burning bush, O oh Lord, you charged me to bring the people to this holy mountain to behold your glory and receive your law. What have I left undone? Contact us or learn more about 
the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is 1-877-871-1716. Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U, followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, contains our telephone number and email address, as well as audio and video biblical lessons and other information geared toward edification and repentance and good works. Again, our website address is thebocc.com, so please feel free to connect with us today. This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to listen to our new program, From Darkness to Light, where we examine and reprove spiritual wickedness in today's world. The show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So remember the words written in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. Body of Christ Church invites you to listen to all our programs on Blog Talk Radio. These programs are meant to edify the listener regarding repentance and good works that come to the Holy Scriptures. The weekly program schedule is Sunday at 2 p.m., Tuesday at 8 p.m., Wednesday at 7 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m., and Saturday at 9 a.m., all Eastern Standard Time. Our Spanish broadcast is at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time each Saturday at blogtalkradio.com slash ICDC. Please accept our invitation to call in to our show at 646-716-7749. Your comments or questions are eagerly encouraged whether they agree or disagree with the viewpoints expressed by those involved in the program. Again, call in now. Please dial. 
kings and priests. Does music, the satanic influence that music has over black people. How many people has heard that song? And as soon as you saw the police, you was calling them the beast. Brothers? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. have. Heard that song before? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one. Even in con- even in con- yeah, even in conversation, like you just speak, yeah, you just make that sound, then you know, hey, talking about the police, you know. So. But doesn't it say in Romans the thirteenth chapter that the powers that be are not a terror to good works? That's right. Because um, um, we did the the show, you know, black broken in jail. And uh, one of the songs I, I play was "Locked Up," and in the song, in the song, the lyrics are saying, "Oh, I'm in the I'm in a stolen car, no registration." <laughs> so why are you going to jail? Because you stole a car. So that's the commandment where it says, "Thou shalt not steal." But see, these are the things that <laughs> influence our people. You know, locked up, they won't. Let, why do they won't let you out? Because you're a criminal. That's why they won't let you out. So, you know, people can't say these things don't have a a uh, influence on our people. One of the big things now, and I know this is this is Zachariah's pet peeve, is that YOLO. Anyone heard that? Uh, not me. YOLO. Abaja? YOLO. YOLO. Oh, gosh. You only live once. You only live once, so it's like, you know, live life to the fullest, you know, try, you know, whatever. But the, the scripture says there's going to be a punishment. They say, Pam and Wham has got it. There's a punishment. There's a punishment. Get Galatians 6 and 7. And a lot of this comes directly from the, the music industry. You only live once. That's foolishness. That doctrine is for you to go and live, you know, try everything, live life to the fullest. You know, it could be, you know, going in the sins. You met a girl, you know, you, you want to deal with her. You want to have sex with her. Just go on. You only live once. So you might as well go and try and enjoy yourself. Hmm. Yeah, I think I might, I, have, I might have something uh, to go along with that. Okay. But you want to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7? Yeah. Do you want to break something out? Yeah. Okay. Read Galatians 6 and 7. Because the, the point I want to try to make is, you know, you're going to reap what you sow here on the earth. So you want to you want to live that kind of doctrine, then you're going to pay for that kind of doctrine. And most people do. So read that, Galatians 6 and 7. All right. Here we go. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Yeah, so whatever you do, you're going to reap the reward. So if you go out and you have one-night stands, you're picking up chicks on the weekend, and you have a one-night stand, and you get AIDS or you get some kind of disease. And remember, they have diseases now that they can't cure. Diseases are, 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 are mutating, you know. They're mutating to where... The, the antibiotics and the different shots they have, they can no longer cure them. 
And we, we're going to do a show on that in, in the future about these sexually transmitted diseases because the Lord is dealing out judgment. So you go and do that and live that kind of lifestyle, it's no wonder, you know, you're going to wind up with some kind of disease. You're promiscuous. You know, you're a whoremonger. You're a whore. You know, why? Oh, you only live once. Oh, you know, you know, I thought I was going to have a good time. I didn't, I, I didn't plan on getting the disease. I used the condom. It had a hole in it. So you reap what you sow. It's just like a drug dealer. Or we use the example of, of the song by Akon, Locked Up. You driving a stolen car, no registration. Why are you amazed that you've gone to jail? Now you want to call the police, the beast. Oh, they're the beast. They locked me up unjust. They're unjust. So go go ahead, brother. You bring out your point. Actually, let me repeat verse 8. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. It says, we're in the same book, Galatians chapter 6. I'm reading verse 8 now. But mm-hmm. he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Mm-hmm. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So the flesh is, go ahead. I'm going to read 9 too. It says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So the the flesh, the flesh is explained in Galatians. We're talking about the 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 works of the flesh are manifest: adultery, hatred, variance, things that are sinful are going into sins. When it goes into the spirit, that's going into the word. That's going into love, joy, peace. The things that Christ taught. So people, what are they doing on the majority? And what are these songs influencing people to do is to what? Is to sow to their flesh. And they reap corruption. So you listening to a song that's telling you to be a murderer, a thief, to be a whore, to shake that booty, rump shaker, you know, never trust a big booty and a smile, he's a dog, he's a scrub, all these kind of different songs that... Uh, sow division amongst our people That sow hatred amongst our people They satanic They satanic And people follow it right along And what do they do? They sow to the flesh When it says sow It's like planting a seed These things are like seeds in their mind So if you're an adulterer You're planting that seed in your flesh And what are you going to reap? You're going to re- reap the rewards of adultery You plant a seed of of, of robbery or being a thief. You're going to reap the reward of being a thief or a robber. Someone's going to shoot you or you're going to land in jail. Or at the very least, you're going to have a bad rip. No, don't let that guy in your house, man. He'll steal your money, man. You look around, your jury will be gone, man. Don't shake that guy's hand. He'll take the watch right off your wrist. You're shaking his hand. That guy's like David Blaine or somebody. Don't shake his hand, bro, man. He'll take your watch, bro, man. So go ahead. You want to bring on the point? Um, how about you? Oh, yeah, because I was just going to go into verse 9, too, where it says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for a mm-hmm. new season we shall reap if we faint not. Because right. a lot of times, you know, even with children, they'll see other children out there basically breaking the commandments, doing what they want to do, you know, having no accountability, no sense of, of you know, um, you know, consequences for breaking rules and things of that nature. It looks like they're having fun, and they feel like the ones that are forced to be uh, to have discipline, if you will, or to have to follow rules. It's like, well, dang, I can't have any fun. You know, I'm always, I can't do this, I can't do that. Not realizing that those things were what the, the structures that were put in place to, sh- to keep you out of trouble and to keep you safe. And that's why he said, let us not be weary and well doing, 
Because as adults, when we look at the Bible, it's like, well, dang, I can't go out and do this. I can't do that. I can't eat this. I can't do all these other things. And we look at the other people in the world doing what they want to do. The scripture says, let us not be weary in well-doing. Meaning right. that we're not supposed to get tired of doing what the Lord said. We're supposed to do it out of sincerity. Because he said, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The reap is talking about when the Lord comes back and returns to render judgment on this earth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also talking about we living here on the earth. Because Christ, Christ spoke about, the disciples asked Christ, what are we going to receive for following you? And he told them he, they were going to receive a hundredfold in this time, mm-hmm. in the world to come, eternal life. So if you're doing the commandments, like Romans 13 says, the the powers that be is not a, a, a terror to good works. So if you uh paying your taxes, you have a job, you're taking care of your children, you ain't got, you know, 300 kids on the loose, all sucking up from the, from the state on, on welfare or in the dole queue, you know, you, you, you're, you're married, okay? And I know for a lot of people, you may not be in that position because you haven't been taught to be in that position. Your influence has been these music albums, just, you know, all, you know, all, I'm, I'm going to say it, all a nigga knows, money, clothes, and hoes, that's all a nigga knows. You know, that's the kind of songs that's out there, you know, that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just going to, you know, get what I, I, I want to have sex. I don't want to make love by, you know, 50 Cent saying that. I'm going to the candy shop. All this kind of things that influence our people. But where's the scriptures? Where's the, the commandments? Where's the, the, the righteousness of the Heavenly Father in Christ? It's not there. You go to church, they're talking about giving you money. They're not telling you the commandments. They're not telling you things that how to be a man or how to be a woman. I know. I, I, I've been to church. I came out of church. I, I, you know, one day I said, I ain't going to church no more. There's some foolishness in there. I'm, I'm trying to listen and hear what the Bible is saying. Man, they're teaching the Bible in there. I'm not going to church anymore. But I'm not going to stop reading my Bible. And that's what I continue to do. And the Lord showed me what the truth is and what it's really about. And so far from what they're showing in the churches, because it's idolatry and, and witchcraft in the churches, and most people don't know it. Okay. John, you be, John, you be quiet. You got something you want to bring out, bro? Yeah, because, like you said, those... That music, the whole influence of this world is, is pushing us to live a rally, un, unsettled life, a life debased in wickedness and sin. You look at it in the words of the Heavenly Father, but the scriptures exhort us, and, and for those who may not know, the scriptures exhort us and, and promote righteousness and wants us to come back to the Heavenly Father, which is true life. Mm. I'm just going to read First uh, Timothy 2 and 2. It says, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Like all those, all those examples that you was bringing out, it has a person living like a brute beast, wild animal. But the scriptures here, in this particular point, it tells us to pray for those that are in authority. Okay? And um, here it's telling us to do the, the exact opposite. It's telling us to live... Quietly and peaceably, meaning what? Just like, like the example showing us to be how men ought to what raise their households up, the righteousness of the father, living a quiet and peaceable life is what going to work, taking care of your family, or if you don't have one, taking care of yourself, living that example like Christ commanded us to to, um, to be in for the rest of our people to see that light. 
and not put our actions under a bushel, not put our actions, cover them up from day to day. So that quiet and peaceable life is um, going into what godliness and honesty is like the scripture says. Okay. Now, I want to I wanna, uh, play a clip of a song, and I want us to listen to it and, and, and think upon why would a person sing a song like this. Let's listen to this. That was a song, I Kissed a Girl, by Katy Perry. Now, why would she sing something like that? Brothers? That's, of course, question number one. Does that, why why would someone sing something like that? Because what they're trying to do is to get you to do wickedness. They're trying Hmm. to get you to feel comfortable in doing um, straight up sin in the sight of the Heavenly Father. I'm going to go to Exodus 23 and verse 2. It says, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do sin, neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. Mm. So she's telling us that she likes kissing a girl. And someone that's young, impressionable, or, or young, that's naive, or even older naive. When they hear this song and see it over and over and over, eventually they're gonna weave, they're gonna weaken to that thought of, oh man, that's wrong. Well, you know, she likes it, this guy likes it, this girl likes likes it. You know, so I guess it's okay. You yeah, know, I'm just trying it. Yeah. I'm just trying so, it. Yeah. You know. I've got a boyfriend, so you know most most people say that on, on both sides of the coin. You know, I'm just trying it, but you know I'm not gay. You know I I, I got a girlfriend or I got a boyfriend. That's what it says. You got to hope my boyfriend don't mind. You know it felt so wrong, but it felt so right. So why would she do something like that? Let's listen to this interview that she that um she had, and uh, let's find out why she would sing something like that. Music and my parents are both traveling ministers, and so I kind of sang about you know what was going on in my life at fifteen, and that's how I got introduced 
to this music industry. Because I swear I wanted to be like the Amy Grant of music. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work out, and so I sold my soul to the devil. Um, let's hear that last part again. Amy Grant of music. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work out, and so I sold my soul to the devil. Did you hear that? No, that was kind of inaudible. She said she sold her soul to the devil. She she started out singing gospel music. Her both of her parents were supposed to be like ministers, and she wanted to be a gospel singer. But it didn't yield the success that she was looking for. She said it didn't work out. That's what that's what she means. She wasn't successful. She didn't get that superstardom that only you can get when you bow down to Satan. So when you bow down to Satan then this is a kind of foolishness and madness that's on the agenda to turn you away from the Heavenly Father, to turn you away from Christ, and to turn you into all manner of abominable sins. So that's the reason why she was saying like, sing something like that. Now, go ahead. And you know what else? If you, if you listen, even the, the parts that we just heard, mm-hmm. I mean, she wasn't talented. I mean, I mean, she, if, if she knew, like, uh, uh, vocals and, and things of that nature, she didn't show any talent there. I mean, she was just mm. saying the same monotone tone um, um, lyric over and over, but the, the record label gave her, blew her up, you know? And it ain't nothing special about what she did. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. I'm so glad you... thinking about wickedness. I'm I'm glad you said that because we we're gonna we're gonna put John Todd back into the mix and he actually speaks about that and how people get super superstardom, um, and then we're gonna read um, Matthew's four about the temptation of Christ because if you're gonna get things in this world you're gonna reach a level to infl- have an influence over people you you caught up in some kind of Satanism but let's listen to this clip by John Todd actually speaking about. Um, people with no talent getting it, getting up in the system and how they're getting up into the the system, whether it be on TV, music, but in a position to influence other people. Let's listen to this. Somehow involved in Hollywood and music and things like that were somehow involved in Maluchka. You mean that they were actual prostitutes which is to be popular today, or did they just have to go along with it? And also, does that include things like all forms of entertainment, such as um, different parts of the country, country music and Broadway and New York and things like that? No, scattered up to country music. Let's listen to that again. What she said was people that's involved in Hollywood and music, or they're involved in Satanism. I'm gonna play, let's play that again.
three of the major soap operas on TV have now made it a fact that to be a member of their staff, their television, you know, actors and actresses on these three major soap operas, you must bear the scar of initiation to be on. Okay? That's why the leading one, the young and restless, is so popular. Okay? Now, that's, if you, any other new shows coming on, you can just check them off. Those people belong to a witchcraft or Satan's brotherhood somewhere, or they wouldn't be there. Okay? And eventually, they'll get all the older ones out that got in there doing different things you had to do back. You've always had to do something. You're not on television or in the movies because you're good. You're there because you paid a price, whatever the producer wanted from you. Now, it's witchcraft. In the early 70s and late 60s, it was homosexuality. And before that, it was the producer's couch and so on. Okay? But now it's witchcraft. Alright? So, what you were saying was correct, <laughs> correct, John. <laughs> so, she she did pay a price. And let's go to uh, Matthews, the fourth chapter, and the eighth verse. And in Matthews, the fourth chapter, is going through the, where Satan is tempting Christ. Well, let's see. He gives him, he offers him an offer. This is Matthews 4 and 8. Read that, bro. All right, Matthew 4 and 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And mm-hmm. said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. So an offer was made to Christ. It's like, look, I'll give you the greatness and glory of these kingdoms. But what did he have to do to get the glory of these kingdoms? So what do these people have to do to get the glory of this world? They have to bow down to Satan. And it's, it's clear. She, she said it. Well, let's read Christ's response. Read on. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Right. So we're only supposed to serve the most high. We're not supposed to be trying to get superstardom in this world. And most people, why do they want to get superstardom in this world? So they can get fame, so they can get some acclaim, so people can look at them as something. When when you when you study the Bible and look at Christ, he was going around healing people, giving sight to the blind, making the lame walk, and raising the dead. When people saw him, he told them, look, don't acknowledge me. Acknowledge the Heavenly Father. That's humility. So when you look at uh, Satanism, Satan is a total opposite. opposite. It's all about pride. It's all about getting yours. It's all about me, 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 me. It's, it's very selfish. That's that demonic spirit that's in the world. I want, you know, I got to get this money. I got to get this paper. I got to get this cheddar, this cheese. That's the kind of foolishness that comes from music. Those different words and things, that comes from music. We don't have those <laughs> cheddar and cheese. That translates into money? Dollar, dollar bill, y'all? That's foolishness. You're not gonna, you're not gonna go in a, in a corporate matter. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come here. You, you go for a job interview. How much cheddar I'm gonna get paid? You gonna get hired? Of course not. People don't understand the different satanic influences that music have on our people. It's not a positive message that's going out. Now, I'm about to break somebody's heart. I know uh, 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 a brother. This is this this is one of uh, brother in the church. He like this. Uh, 
he liked to sing it. But I want to play a song. This is a song uh, by Beyonce. So let's let's hear it. And then we're going to hear where her influences come from. If I were a boy, even just for a day, I'd roll out of bed in the morning and throw on what I wanted and go. Music on demand, drink beer with the guys, and chase out the girls. John John Todd, the ex Illuminati member, he said most people they hear the song they don't know what they're talking about. So was that song meant to have an effect? Yeah. What is that talking about? What is that song talking about? You know, I'm gonna let you get this one, bro, because uh, you know, and initially at first I'm thinking flowers and roses and relax, a relaxing song, but. <laughs> <laughs> but since it's on this show, we know it ain't that, you know what I mean? So I think you never pay attention to the lyrics, you know? It gets you like that, so Yeah, but the the from what John Todd was saying, the lyrics are meant to have and <laughs> to have an effect. Relaxing the roses, that's what Pat Media whatever you said. Um yeah, the the lyrics are meant to have an effect. And um most people, yeah, they don't really Understand or listen to the music. My, my, my children, they say, "Oh, Katy Perry." I said, oh, "Katy Perry, really?" I said, okay. "Then I played them in the interview, and then their eyes were like wide open, like, yeah, that's who you listening to, and that's who you think is so good and so nice." Nah, not really. So Beyonce, who's um, as uh, my man uh, Maestro Maestro D had put in there, you know, it's the homosexual agenda, and remember. With um, John, all that's linked to um, that satanic vibration, because the Mosai is not with homosexuality, not at all. And let, let's get that in um, Leviticus twenty and thirteen, and then, and then we're gonna get why would she sing a song like that? We know. All right, Leviticus twenty and thirteen. If a man also lie with mankind. And mm-hmm. lies with the woman. Both of them have committed an abomination. Mm-hmm. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Right. So is that something that the Lord likes? 
Uh, obviously not. But that's talking about men with men. That's that's a man. They don't say nothing about women, you know, girl on girl action. You know, then that must be okay then. Well, is that okay? No. No. Women on women action, you know. You know. Well, can we produce a scripture that will show us that, you know, that's wrong for a woman to 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 want to be and think and have a mentality of a man? Is that off? Is that wrong? I go to Romans. Let's get chapter. it. Get it. Uh, quick version. It says uh, Romans chapter one. Um, let me get it right here. In verse uh, twenty-six. Twenty-six. Yeah, that's it. It says, "For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections." For even their women do change the natural use into that which is against nature. Mm. Verse 27. And it says, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving mm. in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. So, the scriptures is showing us here that they use they leave the natural use for the woman. Okay, and then it goes on when it says twenty seven and and it says likewise the men and then it explains it, men with men. So if women with women, that stuff is not is that stuff is not natural. It is against the word of the Heavenly Father and it's wicked wickedness in the sight of the Father. Right. And um verse uh Paramount White Report verse twenty eight says even as they did not like to retain in their knowledge, God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, and so forth. So you can put thirty in there, and you can read it. But um, yeah, so it's not a, it's not a good thing. That's like you know that sin just leads to other 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 sins. There's people that's in that um, uh, homosexual, lesbian, gay, bi, trans, transgender community. They have a lot of hatred for the Most High in Christ. So it's not for a woman to to put on the nature of the man or desire to be a man or kiss a girl or whatever. That's that's off. It's it's an abomination to the Heavenly Father. But where would she get that influence from? Where would she get that influence from? Now, here's a clip of her on Oprah Winfrey's show. And listen, Oprah Winfrey is probably one of the most influential shows that has been on television, especially amongst women. So let's hear what she what she says, where her influence is coming from. Let's listen. Sasha Fierce. Wow. You really are Sasha Fierce. I just thought the whole... The, the, can you put the CD cover up there? I thought the whole way you did that was so fantastic. So you are Sasha Fierce. Yes. This side of the album is I Am. Yes. And people, I think, are a little more familiar with, with my age persona when they see Crazy in Love videos and they yes. see videos like 
um, put a ring on it. And I wanted to reveal more of who I am. Mm-hmm. And songs like Boy and Halo and the songs that are more um, personal and, and more intimate and vulnerable are the ballads. The ballads. And then I have Sasha Fish for the fans. Sasha Fish. Sasha Fish. Like when you're getting ready to go on stage and perform, does Sasha Fierce, when does she show up? Usually when I hear the crowd, when I yeah. put on my stilettos, um, when, like the, the moment right before when you're nervous and, and that other thing kind of takes over for you, uh-huh. then Sasha Fierce appears. And my other thing kind of takes over for you, uh-huh. then before when you're nervous and, and that other thing kind of takes over for you, uh-huh. then Sasha Fierce appears. And my posture and, and the way I speak and everything is different. Oh, Sasha's coming out. No, no. <laughs> she doesn't do interviews. She only performs. <laughs> Now, what did that sound like to you, brothers? Position. That other thing comes over her. What did that sound like to you? It sounds like a demon. It sounds like a spirit. It sounds like something is taking over her consciousness. Mm. Mm. Abad, do you agree? Yeah, that's, that's possession. Yeah, demonic possession. And so, I mean, like I said, we're not going to go into the, the ends and outs. We're going to leave that for... Um, Darkness to Light, which comes on, on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Definitely um, check that out. It's demonic possession. So it's no wonder she'd be singing a song like that if I were a boy. And, like, men have no compassion for for women. It takes women to, to teach a man to have compassion. But let's, let's go real quick to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And let's see, does the Bible teach a man to have compassion on his wife, not his girlfriend? Because the Bible doesn't teach that. That's another foolish um, doctrine that they have in the world, you know, try before you buy. You know, you, 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 can't, you can't marry the first person you fall in love with. You know, you got to try before you buy. Try that thing out. You might not like the ride, you know. You don't go to the car dealership. And just buy the car. You got to test drive it first. That's some foolishness that they have in this world, but people fall for it. These are kind of doctrines that they have in this world. You're supposed to get married, but the scripture says marriage and all is honorable. Marriage is honorable and all in the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. That's Hebrews 13 and 5. So is marriage that's honorable, but marriage, especially amongst black, I mean, black people get married. Well, black people get married after they've been they've been together for you know twenty five years. Now we're gonna get married. We 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 gonna make it official. You know it wasn't official before, so you know I can kind of do my thing on a low low. You know have a little piece here, a little piece there. You know you know we wasn't really official. I ain't got no ring on your finger, or vice versa. Well, you had no ring on your finger. Going to Maury's show talking about you know is your is your baby, but no, it's not your baby. Well, you didn't have no ring on my finger, so you know I did my things. That's foolishness. But these are kind of doctrines. And a lot of it is influenced by the music that we listen to. So get Ephesians 5, and I want you to read verse um, 28. Start, um, What's that? Start from, uh, yeah, read 23. We got time. 23? Yeah, Ephesians 5 and 23. All right. Ephesians 5.23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. What? The, head, the, the black man the head of something? 
<laughs> Did the black man be the head of the black woman? Is that what it's saying? If you're a black Latino, does that mean you you married? You're supposed to be the head or the ruler over your wife. Is that what that's saying, brothers? That's what it's saying. Okay. I'm going to tell you what it means, too. Okay. All right. All right. Read verse 24. You sound quite adamant about that, so let's read verse 24 to see what, what it means. Yeah, it's going to tell you. And the reason why I have to stress, it tells you what it, it tells you what it means by that is because a lot of people read that verse and they fall off the horse and think, I'm the man, damn it, you got to do what I say. Unless the Lord gives us the edification on that. Yes, he does. So, it says, I'm going to start back at 23 and go right into 24. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Now, this is a letter that Paul's writing to the, the brothers and sisters in Ephesus. And the reason why he's writing is because obviously they have marital problems in that church. He's writing letters to different churches that are coming up in Christ. So they have they have problems. People, you know, who's the head? Who wears the pants? What do they tell you in this world? Tell you it's a woman. Or men say, oh, well, let me introduce you to my better half. You know, that's the kind of doctrines and foolishness they have in this world. But the scripture says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. So Christ is the head of the church. The Lord has put him as the head of over the church, and he is the savior of the body. Verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Ooh. Therefore, as, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, is that talking about a satanic influence, or is that talking about a Christ-like influence that's coming from the Heavenly Father? talking about the Christ-like ones. Right. So, verse 25. It's going, to, it's going to explain. It's going to explain because, um, like you were saying, Abadja, most people, most women, they, they've been taught and they've been instructed that men are nothing. They're no good for nothing. They're no good for nothing. They're no, they're no good for sex. They're no good for money. Oh, you two-minute brother. Two-minute brother. You, you can even laugh two minutes. You know, he ain't got no money, he ain't got no job. I picked him up and brought him to my house. He, he could drive to my house. That's the kind of thing. I, I, You know, he's staying with me. I pay the rent. So this is a kind of impression. And, and, and a lot of times, brothers, it be true. Because mm-hmm. what? Our men haven't been taught to be men. But in this instance, this is talking about a godly man who's following the commandments and the, and the scriptures, who's following the Bible. And how is he going to act and react towards his wife? Read verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So this is given an instruction for how a husband is to love his wife. Because many people, oh, oh, baby, I love you, but I was with, I was with your best friend. That's not love. <laughs> oh, baby, I love you. I'm so sorry. I punched you in your mouth and bust your lip. That's not love. The scriptures are explaining how we're supposed to love our wives. Husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Christ stood in the breach. He gave his life for the church. So this is how a husband is supposed to love his wife. Christ 
fed the church. He taught the church. Read on. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Mm -hmm. Jump down to 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. So that's a simple commandment. What is it? Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. You're supposed to love your wife like you love yourself. You're supposed to do good unto your wife like you do good unto yourself. Here you going around look, looking pimptastic, you know, clothes all good, nice and shiny, and, you know, you haven't bought your wife nothing for, 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 for 10 years, you know. You go into the Goodwill shop. You go into Kroger or whatever, Walmart or whatever, the American stores over there. I'm out of touch. Go ahead, read on. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For no man ever ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth, even as the Lord, the church. So, you know, if you're dealing with the scriptures, you're going to understand and you're going to be sympathetic to the things that your wife is going through and uh -huh. you're going to love her and cherish her and nourish her. That that nourish is like to, to develop your wife, put that hedge around her, okay, which is the scriptures and the commandments. And cherish her. Be thankful. The scripture says he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. But the influence that this music has on our people is just is, is off the chain. It's off the chain. It pits us against one another. It shows us and tells us to hate one another. It tells us to rob one another. It tells us to, to murder one another. It tells us to use one another for, for sex objects. That's what you see in a lot of the, the music uh, uh, videos. When I was growing up, man, spending...